Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are trading higher this morning on the back of a solid earnings report from Chinese tech giant Alibaba. Seoul is up 1.5%, Tokyo is trading 1% higher, and Sydney is in the green as well. In the US, tech stocks were the biggest gainers. The Nasdaq climbed 1%, rising further into record territory. The Dow and S&P 500 also finished higher, but, and there is a but, two out of every three stocks in the S&P 500 were in the red. Joining me now to discuss the market action is Ryan Huang. How are you doing this Friday, Ryan? Well, TGIF, Michelle. Same One, to you. Well, we're very close to the weekend. Yeah, that's a bit of good news. But before we dive into the markets, I wonder if this happened to you. Did you know Google had a service outage yesterday? I was yes. trying to send an attachment via email and it just wouldn't go through. So my dad was kind of complaining to me, hey, I can't you know, email an attachment to the bank. And then I was like thinking, oh no, not another dad moment again. And then, a dad moment? or a, a dad moment. A dad moment. When you know, they can't figure out. <laughs> Technology, the usual Aww, tech, tech but 101 no, help. He was among millions of users, including users in Southeast Asia, Japan, India, Europe. Even parts of US were affected by a seven-hour global outage that struck many of Google's key services. Email, documents, video conferencing. So it doesn't look like investors care too much about this though, right? No, it's probably going to just be glossed over because it's yeah. just one day and things are back to normal. Yeah, so dad is absolved of his dad moment. <laughs> and shares yeah. of Google parent company, Alphabet, I checked, rose 2% overnight. So investors looking away. Another thing investors don't seem to care about too much was the latest US jobs numbers. Mm. They're headed in the wrong direction. After two weeks of declines, new unemployment claims in the US topped 1 million last week. What do you make of that? Yeah, so this is what's interesting, right? Despite the somewhat disappointing jobless claims numbers, initial jobless claims numbers, back above 1 million. In the previous reading, we had about 971,000. We were hoping, or the market was hoping for 925, but we got 1.1 million. So back in the wrong direction, like you mentioned. And it's interesting that we are also seeing the tech names, the large cap technology names rising. So it seems like the tech names are becoming some sort of a safe haven of sorts. You know, people flocking to the momentum and maybe it's also reflective of how the landscape structurally in the business world is changing. With the stay-at-home restrictions, more people are falling back on the need for technology and that is fueling the prospects and outlooks for these um, companies. So that is one reason perhaps why we are still seeing technology stocks rallying and pushing the Nasdaq to a new record high, the 35th record this year. So that is interesting. But of course, uh, we have to watch out for the other numbers. Continuing claims, that has come down. So that is a bit of a mixed picture on the jobs front. So there is some, I guess, light at the end of the tunnel for the jobs picture. Yeah, still a struggling US economy though. All right, there are a bunch of corporate stories I want to discuss with you this morning. Let's start with the Chinese tech giant Alibaba. Its profits more than doubled in the second quarter of this year on the back of its online retail and its cloud computing business. So the company's retail sales are back to pre-pandemic levels, but there is a black cloud on the horizon by the name of Donald Trump. It seems Alibaba might be next on the Trump administration's blacklist. So Alibaba CEO Daniel Chung tried to head off this threat during the company's earnings calls, didn't he? Yeah, so very strategic in that sense. So he's come out to say, hey, we are one of the world's largest e-commerce platforms and 
a lot of U.S. businesses. A lot of them, small businesses, retailers, farmers, all sell their goods on our platform. So if you hurt us, you will be hurting your own U.S. Uh, I guess, businesses. So that is the pitch that has come across during the earnings call. So hopefully Trump considers that when he thinks about you know, putting his, um, I guess, target list next on Alibaba. Already we've got WeChat and TikTok on the, under the crosshairs. So hopefully um, we will see if this works in the you know, broader scheme of things because this is part of the whole ecosystem of how things work in the e-commerce scene. All right. We also have a sign this morning about how an Alibaba subsidiary, Jack Ma's Ant Financial, is doing. The company netted more than 9 billion yuan during the second quarter of the year. That is about 1.8 billion Singapore dollars. It is also a five-fold increase from a year ago. Investors are closely watching the company as it prepares for a dual listing in Hong Kong and Shanghai. Ryan, what is it about Ant Financial that makes it so profitable? Yeah, Ant Financial is owned by Alibaba, 33% stake. And you do have a lot of, not just uh, firepower with its backing, you also have a lot of different parts making up Ant Financial on the strategic front. So Ant Financial is trying to become a platform for almost everything financial. So it's becoming almost like a super app of sorts. So you can, in future, maybe buy your insurance, you can do your banking transactions, you can borrow money. So it's trying to do everything, including food deliveries. So that is the picture is pushing. And it seems that investors are quite excited about that prospects. If you think about how Alibaba has dominated the e-commerce scene, they are thinking, hey, if he can do it for e-commerce, he can replicate it for other parts of the financial world. And and financial with that dual listing coming up is another catalyst that I think they are trying to um, price in as well. Yeah, one of those gateway for everything platforms. That's what Ant Financial is aiming to be. Here at home, it did not take long for the Singapore exchange to get over a bad breakup and start a new relationship, so to speak. I'm referring to SGX's partnership with indexing companies. So just three months after announcing a split with MSCI, which is taking its business to Hong Kong, the Singapore Singapore Exchange says it's tying up with MSCI's rival FTSE Russell. Ryan, not to take this relationship analogy too far, I mean I can, but what does this new tie-up mean for SGX's friends and family, the investing public? Alright, continuing with that relationship analogy, (laughs) it is not an exclusive relationship (laughs) because FTSE Russell can still partner the Hong Kong Exchange, but of course, uh, this is good news for SGX uh, because when MSCI kind of broke away and shifted all those derivatives products to mm-hmm. Hong Kong, mm-hmm. SGX said this would account for a drop of 10 to 15% in its profits for financial year 2021. So now with a potential replacement in the form of FTSE Russell, maybe that could cover that gap. So that is a bright sign, at least on the financial front. And I guess on the products front, you do have more options for people here to kind of invest in. So do you think there'll be more wooing opportunities for indexes? (laughs) So I guess with the constant battle for an edge in the exchange space, all exchanges are trying to find a new way to I'm gonna be one up against the other. So yeah. that mm. battle, I think, will continue to heat up. Makes a lot of sense. All right, Ryan, let's check in on how the SGX, uh, how are SGX shares first up doing this morning? Okay, so SGX, last we saw it yesterday, it was on a five-day losing streak. And this morning, it's up by 0.3%. So a bit of a respite. And it's 
at 2,535 points. So quite close to a two-week low, but at least it is still, um, I guess, recovering to some extent. And the stocks to look out for today, we saw Wilmer yesterday taking a big plunge, 10% down because one of his largest um, shareholders, Archer Daniels Midland, mm-hmm. uh, was announcing a big plan to sell off $800 million in shares. Looking at Wilmer's stock price today, it is uh, recovering slightly, 1.3% in the green and it will be X dividend date today for OCBC Propnex ST Engineering and Cromwell REIT and if you look at OCBC already under a bit of pressure is down by 0.8% and ST Engineering down by 2% Alright Ryan we are 14 days uh, 14 minutes into the 9 o'clock hour let's check in with the broader market now the Straits Times Index dropped by more than 1% yesterday to 25.27 how is the blue chip index trading this morning? Okay, looking at some of the big names, right? You've got the banks, DBS, up by 1%. So that is giving some support. And if you look at Capital, that is up by 0.6%. It is in the news this morning because um, Brazil has said it will suspend all this enforcement, all this administrative enforcement actions related to the 27 corruption scandal. So that is in the news, but not affecting Capital so far. So that is, um, I think, some of the stocks to look out for this morning. Thanks very much, Ryan Wong there, joining me in Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.